0: Welcome to the First Baptist Victoria podcast. Today's sermon was preached live on Sunday, May 14th, by Pastor Ben Rosenberger. So today is Mother's Day, and um, in regards to Mother's Day, uh, this sermon was written, and it's a very challenging sermon, sermon for many people, Mother's Day. We're mindful of the women who wanted children badly but could not have children, and so there's a special soreness felt on Mother's Day for people in the congregation. There's those who are mourning the loss of their mother, and it's a challenging season, whether it's fresh or whether it's ongoing challenges in regards to those things. There's those who have had bad examples of mothers today. And for some, it just hits differently because of that challenge. And so today is a challenging day. It is a very needed encouraging day because as my sermon is entitled, being a godly mother is a call to suffer and be selfless. It's a call to be to suffer and be selfless and the part not to be ignored is the part that I said it's a call. It's a call and that is not to neglect those who wanted children that could not have children. That is just to say if you have children it is a call of God on your life. And so I want to identify that. Opening thought is sometimes in this life we are called to duties we would not undertake unless we really had to be thrust into these duties. Even if some, have, some are uh, desired, such as having children, yet uh, knowing pregnancy awaits. For example, pregnancy the baby stage is fun, but we know absolutely the stage of having that child is not fun, particularly the later you get, and I'm not going to look at some pregnant women right now that I know of. I'm, I don't, I'm avoiding that trouble, but it's not fun in that stage. It's challenging, but there's so much joy that awaits the birth of that child. Military, or could you imagine being part of the border control right now? And I, I'm mindful of our sheriffs as well with Josh in mind and having to constantly be all over the place helping. It's a call. It's a duty. Taking care of a loved one who's in need of care. Taking care of a loved one or helping loved ones who have lost a parent, filling in the gap. These are all things that come to mind, that duties that sometimes we are thrusted into that we didn't necessarily want to be thrusted into, even if there's some sort of joy in it. But these are duties that we undertake And there's with those duties, there are challenges, and so I'll point that out to you. Because my other opening point is this: in many ways, I think this is along the lines of being a mother. These different roles I just brought up, uh, filling—sorry—the role has so much to do with being selfless as well as hardship. Furthermore, motherhood is a calling, as I said earlier, and that's not limited to the children' years. That is for the whole duration of that child and even as a child has passed too early there is still that lingering element of that was my child and the soreness from that so i address mothers today and with in mind the incredible calling the incredible call to suffer the call to be selfless and the call of putting your heart out there to suffer so much that is what being a mother is we see this in john 16 verse 21 from the beginning, such as birth. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into this world. That is the exact great picture of what we were talking about with pregnancy and the joy of the ages to come. Mary speaks to this in many ways, and I want to point out Mary in chapter 2 of Luke. You see, at the End of times, we see Mary with Simon before Simon is passing, and we see this conversation. Simon blessed them and said, Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. She is told from the beginning and all the greatness that is coming with motherhood. We are told from the beginning that there will be a sword pierced through your own soul. Is that not the picture of being a godly mother? A calling from God, a call to suffer, a call to be selfless. And many areas of that role of being a mother has to do with swords will pierce through your own soul. You see, when you love something so much to lay down your life... You're willing to suffer for it. And that is a call. And so I point that out to you. I also point out Luke 2:51 to you. But a mom would gladly endure it for all the love of her child. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. Treasured up all these things in her heart as they're talking about who Jesus would be, what he would become. So even in the treasuring of her heart of what was being said, we know that a sword will pierce through your own soul. Now many mothers can say that. Younger mothers, older mothers can say the love of your child has the ability like no other to pierce through your soul. There's nothing in this world, there's nothing, a a calling more important that puts your heart, soul on the line than your children And I know that to be true, so I acknowledge that this morning. The honest truth is this, to be a godly mother is is to willingly and lovingly suffer to struggle a lot. Think about it, suffering from birth, suffering as a child moves away for a career, suffering as a child was in pain or hurting, suffering from a foolish child, a child who makes a lot of mistakes, and suffering from a child who might have passed away. To be a mother is to Suffer. Now, notice I keep using this term, suffer. I'm talking about love. Love that you would willingly take on the suffering of that soul and that heart because you love so much that calling of that child. Do you understand what I mean? Only a mother can hear what I say when I say, from the birth and that agonizing months. The giving birth to that child, the many years of that child not being able to give to you, but you having to constantly serve that child lovingly, willingly, knitting your heart to that child. And then the child succeeds. It becomes great. That child starts having their own life. Life causes them to move on. They get introduced to some things that are you cannot protect them from anymore. Whereas your whole childhood, as they're young, we're protecting, we're protecting. But at some point, your child has to make their own decisions. And yet, as a mother, you don't get to disassociate. You still love that child with all your heart and and pray with all your soul for them because you love them. And because of that depth, love, that depth of a calling, your soul is always right there to be hurt because the rise and the fall of that child is going to tug at your soul like nothing else in this life. So it's worth acknowledging and it's worth acknowledging you today for being a great mother who's loved so well. Thought to consider in 1956, Steve Saint was a little boy who had lost his dad due to his dad's faithfulness to the mission of Christ. He's the son of Nate Saint, who was a missionary pilot uh, and was famously speared to death by Indians in Ecuador. The movie Edge of uh, of the Spear, I know many talk about that movie. He recalls being a young man when his father passed away and there was a moment in which... He was at a rather large funeral, and he got to speak to a little boy named Corey, who at the age of six had just lost his mother and sister. When they had been killed in Peru due to their missionary plane being shot down, the plane was mistaken for a drug cartel plane. Here were the most powerful words of the speech that Steve spoke to Corey and many others who had gathered to mourn. Then Steve Saint looked up at these 1,200 people and told them the difference between the unbelieving world and the followers of Jesus. He said, for them, the pain is fundamental and the joy is superficial because it won't last. For us, the pain is superficial and the joy is fundamental. Did you catch that last part? For us, the pain is superficial for believers and the joy is fundamental. So another sermon important to emphasize it. Mothers, thank you for your suffering, for your family's sake. Always remember that the pain and the hardship is worth it, and you are not alone. You have such an important role in your family's life. Thank you for being willing to suffer and struggle for the sake of the good of your family. So now I recall Galatians 6, 9 to mine. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So another sermon point I want to acknowledge. Sorry. Or another scripture I want to acknowledge. 1 Corinthians 2, 24. It says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Truth to believe. Is it okay to be weary? Yes. It is. But we must strive to not give in or give up. We must let our faith propel us forward. Folks, everything I've described is true. It's a calling. It's a call to suffer. It's a calling to put your heart in a position that I I would acknowledge that no other role could allow you to put your heart in such a place, such a vulnerable place for life. And I acknowledge many women who have lost their kids for many different reasons, and that soul is still there. That pain is still there. That wound is still there, and it doesn't leave until you go to heaven. Amen? But the question becomes, is it okay to be weary? Yes, it is. You know, things are getting kind of weird where everything's going AI. Everything is going digital. Everything, even church-wise, people want to be part of the body in terms of church. or To to, to, to almost think of church as another opportunity for a movie on Netflix. We're going to pick our right preacher, our right... But you know what is missed out in not having community? Is when you're weary having people there to love you. You can't get that from TV. You can't get that from a movie type experience with sermons. You can't. The body is called to be the body. The body is called to be the body of Christ. Every one of you, if you are part of the body, you have gifts. You have hurts. You have pains. You have successes. And people need to be part of that body, that story with you. And you can't do that watching on TV. You can't be in a body watching on TV. You have to be real, present, know people, them know you, you know them, vulnerabilities, or you're not part of the body. This is not a consumer-driven faith. It is a body of faith, of people, real people, real life. Amen? So I say that to you, is it okay to be weary? It should be expected to be weary. If it's a calling, a call to suffer, a call to give of yourself selflessly, then you will be weary. But we run that race so as to win. And in our weariness, we know that God will give us what we need, and he will reward us, and it's worth it. And anything that causes that much turmoil, good and bad, is worth it more than maybe anything else in your life. That is being a mother. It's worth it. Quote from C.S. Lewis, we trust not because a God exists, but because this God exists. We trust not because a God exists, but because this God exists. Do you love Jesus? I've studied world religions. I've seen other religions. I've seen other faith, And there's nothing like Jesus. There's nothing like hearing about a God as this whole elaborate sermon about suffering and the call to suffer and acknowledging you. I want to point to you to Jesus. The greatest passage in all of Scripture for this is found in Philippians 2, verses 3 through 11. It says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you, not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue conf- confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. An honest truth is this, to be a godly mother is to be selfless. Selflessness, humility, and putting your family before yourself. That is what a good, godly mother does. Not being focused on your own interests before the best interest of your family. Many of you mothers could amen. That's what you have to do constantly. Put your interests aside for the sake of your family. Emptying yourself many times on a daily basis to only wake back up and to empty yourself again and again and again. Also with the emotions of heart, that is being a selfless mother. So today, I acknowledge you selfless mothers. I acknowledge you. I say thank you for being you. Many of you, I look around and I see that there's older mothers. We have generational people in our church where there's mothers here and there's mothers here. And you either see the different stages. And you see those grandparents right there still being mothers, right? Thank you. Thank you that as you age, you get to look and see the next generation. Because of the price you paid in suffering, you get to see the success of the next generation. And you find that it's worth it. It's worth it. What is more worth than going about that that way and seeing God move? So my sermon point to you is this, moms, when you are being selfless for your family, you are being like Jesus. You're being like Jesus. The call to be a mother, to serve, to love, to suffer is a call to be like Jesus. That's what being a mother is. It's being like Jesus, willing to do what you need to do for the sake of your children. And for the majority of that time, as their children, you're constantly having to be a mother, protecting them, even against themselves, against all sorts of things. But it's a call to be like Jesus. And, folks, if you are a mother, you have, I hope you accept that call to be selfless, to suffer, to love. To strive through Jesus' example to be like Jesus. Yes, that is for men too, but today I'm addressing mothers. I'm acknowledging all those sacrifices of being like Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Even if your child right now is so full of themselves they can't say it, we acknowledge it. One day you will have, like we just had, some mothers coming up and talking about their mothers. Knowing who they are to you. I did not have a mother, but I did have my father who was in my life. And he's my everything. I'm not here apart from my father. You've heard me say that. You will continue to hear me say that. He's my hero. And I know what that means for many of you. That's your mom. You have that tie of they were your hero. They were there constantly supporting you, encouraging you, loving you, sacrificing of themselves for you. And today we acknowledge that. Final point. Winning children is one of the most challenging things we will ever do. And the calling goes on long after they leave our homes. But never forget that it is our God-given calling to strive to be good, godly mothers. So this is not just about in the rearing stage of children. This is an ongoing challenge of consistently being a mother. And it never stops when you're a mother. You're constantly still going to be the mother. Your heart and soul is still going to be attached to that child for however long they're here and for however long, even if you outlive them and they're gone, you are putting and you have put, and it's a special role that God gave you. And today we acknowledge you. Helpful final thoughts that I want to acknowledge to you. Avoid comparing yourself. We get into this like weird thing about you know, trying to look at everybody's where they're greatest at, and then we look at our failures and we're like, we're not like this. You know, there's a lot that you might bring to the table that you, maybe your self-hate, your self-doubt. You tell yourself all these things. Avoid comparing yourself. Be the best you can be. Don't Don't get trapped in not acknowledging that you have some things and you do some things really well. And there's some other people that do some things really well. Maybe you're not the crafty woman, but maybe you really are the crafty one. Maybe you're a great person who's patient and loving and kind. And maybe the other person's a little short-tempered but knows how to rear their children right. There's different things. There's no one way because God made us all different. Don't avoid. Don't compare. You can see the good in people and be inspired, but don't let it become a sin that self-destroys you from being the mom you need to be. Be encouraged to be better. Don't let other people being great destroy you. Do you understand that? That's like looking at people's success or what they have and envying it. Don't do that as mothers. Be the best you can do. Continue. Find mentors. Find people older than you that you, would, you want to grow in being a great mother. And you've seen them do it. You've seen them time and time again. Strive to learn to be, continue to be better. But don't compare and be destroyed. Avoid the myth and joy, uh, and joy stiller that perfectionism can cause. Thirdly, keep in mind that a mother's role is so important. We are tasked with shepherding eternal beings that are clearly our most important responsibility. Amen? These are eternal beings that you are called to shepherd. That is the most important role. There's nothing more important than that role, that responsibility. Fourthly, the last point said, this hugely important truth does not mean that we are meant to carry the weight of this important task alone. We are a community of God. The community you surround your family around around matters greatly. Get in community and be around community that's healthy, that encourages you to not give up. On those weary days or on those days you can't hold it together, you have a community that can support you and help you. Amen? That's incredibly important, finally. I say finally a lot, and then I have another point. (laughs) Almost finally. Finally, God will and wants to carry your burden of this hugely important God-given calling with you and us. God will and wants to carry your burden of this hugely important God-given calling with you and us. So I encourage you to make sure that you're in community, mothers. Find some great mothers that inspire you, encourage one another, support one another. Raise your children together. What a joy to have other mothers while you're raising your children that you feel like they're as close to your family as your family. That's something the body of Christ offers that the world many times doesn't offer. But raise your children with community. So that you enjoy the taste of that friendship, that encouragement on the good, the bad, what you're going through. They get, they relate. You got an older generation who gets you and can encourage you, been there, done that. And those who are going through it, right there with you. And then those who are under you, who you can see, I was just there two, three, four years ago. So when you're wanting to give up, well, I know that I can always look forward, I can always look back, I can encourage, I can also inspire. Be in community with others who are raising their children. That is your number one highest priority in your life. More than anything else is that you are focusing on that call to be a shepherd of your children. Your relationship with your husband is also most important. In fact, in the line, it would be your spouse and you and your marriage. But the number one calling in your life is shepherding your children as best as you can do. And I want to say that as best as you can do. Do. We can't control a million circumstances, but there's a lot that we can control. And we need to strive to do so. Final verse, Matthew eleven thirty, as the band comes up. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." Keep on keeping on. Happy Mother's Day. Listen, it's a heavy one for me because of a lot of things. Mother's Day hits me differently. But I want to encourage you mothers to know that in the struggle of being moms, you are loved and you have community and people want to support you. Know that, and it's such a vital, important role. And I hope that you embrace it and don't see it as a burden, but see it as the greatest joy. That has a lot of burden attached to it that God has ever given you. And even if your child's too young to think about it, we want to say thank you. And I encourage you to thank your mothers for their love for you. And the many times that the mistakes you've made, things that have happened, you stabbed her heart and she may have not let you know. That she's had to just take it and continue to run. Encourage, say thank you. Thank you for being my mom and those many times that you were there for me. And at times I've never acknowledged it. Today, you have an opportunity to acknowledge it particularly before it's too late. Acknowledge your mothers and say thank you. Even if you're thinking of grandma, acknowledge them, but moms, acknowledge them. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for your love for us. We just want to thank you for the mothers in this church and in, the, and, and in our families, and I know there's many moms who are watching on TV that, that can't be here today, or maybe they are at home, and I pray, Lord, that they are inspired encouraged. That in the, in their calling, that they are not alone, and that you love them, and that you are with them in this in this challenge. And I pray that they don't give up, in consistently pursuing being a good mother, and that they consistently surround themselves with community that inspires them, and that they continue to pull off being who you've called them to be, and pull in uh, and serve in those ways, Lord, in that calling that you've called for them for. We thank you. We love you. We acknowledge them today, and God, I pray that you inspire their hearts. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want more information about our church, feel free to check out fbcvictoria.org. You can also watch our sermons live Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. local time. Again, that's fbcvictoria.org.